Hello, and welcome back to the Achilles Heel Podcast. My name is Elias Rolfsima, and I'm your host. Welcome to Episode 6, Nurturing the Mind. In this episode, we're going to dive into some of the growth that I have experienced, a little bit of my mindset moving forward, and just how I'm continuing to approach this process that I'm going through. I'd like to welcome my listeners back, and I hope that there's a few new listeners out there who are going to begin sharing this journey with me. Over the past five weeks, I've been going through an Achilles heel tear surgery and recovery, for those of you who don't know. What's interesting looking back is how quickly your life can change. And I know that currently I'm making this somewhat selfishly about myself and what I've gone through, but I do think there's a big degree of this that is entirely replicatable in your own life and not into the specifics of my situation, but just how hardship can come up or even good things and changes in your life can come up. And so through this, one thing I realized, and quite disappointingly, I might add, was how fragile certain parts of our life are. And I had a certain realization of this whenever the COVID pandemic was going on. And we had, you know, obviously a worldwide shutdown. Everybody remembers that. And I'm not by any means on any level saying that me tearing my Achilles was at all like that in breadth and width and just the amount of crisis. But one thing I do remember from that time was just this fragility of spirit uh, of life just because I had never had everything taken away uh, that I wanted to do in my life. And I'm sure a lot of you remember this. Probably a lot of you went through you know, a worse version of this. I was incredibly fortunate in the location in the world that I lived, what the politics were in my area. I'm just the the ability that, you know, I was able to go live with my brother who lived in a, a part of the world that was in the country. And we, we had a lot of our freedom to move around. But enough on that. And so back to the fragility point is it was the first time in my life when I realized how quickly and how easily all these things that we take for granted can be taken away. And so in that instance, you know, it took away, I was, I was coaching at the time, so it took away my ability to coach. We were about to hop on a bus and head to indoor nationals for track and field. I was a track coach and that just got canceled out from under us. You know, thankfully for me, selfishly, my competitive career was over, uh, but there was a lot of athletes who their, their career, their dreams ended on basically a tweet from the NCAA just saying that, you know, that it was canceled. You know, as we all know now, looking back, pretty much every sport and all, all real social events, all those were canceled. But my whole point to all this was we feel um, and we take for granted and have so little appreciation sometimes for all the blessings in our life. And in this case, for me, you know, just talking about the ability to walk, to jump, to go on a bicycle ride with my wife, to, you know, be able to, to pick up my niece and nephew, whatever that is. But one of the biggest ruiners of happiness, I believe, is whenever we lose perspective for how blessed we are um, and how, you know, how many things we take for granted in our daily life. And so that's been a huge mental hurdle that I've been having to get over every single day is I wake up and, you know, I, I, can't, I can't stand up out of bed. And for somebody, many of you know this, who's a little bit ADHD and pretty much has played every sport there is, it's very humbling. I'm not being able to get out of bed normally. I'm not being able to uh, take a shower. Right? I haven't taken a shower in almost six weeks now. I've been taking these awkward baths where I, I can't quite get into the tub and I can't quite get out and I make a huge mess and you know I can't stand up and you know I'm doing it on one foot and so I'm very nervous about you know if I get a little bit of soap under my foot and fall down like there's a very real re-injury possibility just whenever my foot's out of the out of the walking boot. 
And so that the fragility of mindset is something that's been new to me. Um, but at the same time, there have probably been some pretty good benefits because I've had to reassess my my internal image of who who I am and what makes me worthwhile and special. And so that's been an ongoing process, and I'm sure it will be. But I do think I've had a lot of benefits through that. And if you can be one of those people who can create that, cultivate that appreciation for the good things in your life without having to go through some version of a personal tragedy, then good for you because you're, you're really going to be ahead of the curve and probably have a much more fulfilling life. One interesting personal thought that I've, I've kind of been dealing with, and actually I think is as I've accepted my situation, my recovery, it started to go away, but probably the first four weeks of going through this, I don't know, 10 to 100 times a day, is I would catch myself realizing that this new version of my life I was living was my, my real life, my actual life, and it wasn't some version of just the longest bad dream I'd ever experienced. You know, I'm sure some of you guys who have been through personal struggles and probably things far worse than this have had those times where there's almost this denial of reality that this is your new world. And that's tough. You know, I, I don't think for me anything besides time. And to be honest, I think this podcast has been good for me to allow me to get some of my feelings out there and acknowledge them. Um, and, and it's definitely been a little bit of a coping mechanism for me. But that's been a little bit of my self-discovery and uh, my, my journey coming through and just kind of looking at some of the things that I value and realizing how much intentionally and unintentionally, how much we distract ourselves with activity, whether it's good activity or not. It might be mowing the lawn. It might be you know, going for a bike ride, mountain biking, playing Frisbee, or we're about to watch Netflix while we eat. It's so hard for us to sit down and to be alone with ourselves. And that's something that, you know, to an extent I've been forced to do, and it's been really uncomfortable, but it's also led to a lot of self-reflection, a lot of difficult conversations with myself in regards to what do I truly value and where do I want my life to be headed. And I think I'm going to look back on this period of my life and actually be really grateful for some of the things I endured. And I realized that a lot of times the struggles are what makes the benefits worthwhile or allow you to appreciate the good times. Um, But if there's any way I can help you bypass the struggles, that's a big goal of what I'm trying to do here. And so I would really love and encourage those of you who are listening to share some of your own experiences. It doesn't have to be with me. Now, if you do want it to be with me, by all means, I'm on Instagram. A lot of you have my phone number, can call me. I would love to hear some of your experiences, your insights, maybe some things that you're struggling with or, you know, hopefully something I've helped you with. But more than that is I would encourage you, don't build a wall around yourself. You can't live this life alone. I was having a discussion with a dear friend recently, and we were just talking about how it's strange to think about having to intentionally create relationships and meaningful ones, right, in our everyday life where we're genuine but it's so important and it's so easily to get isolated. And especially as a coach, it's so easy to put on a front of just as soon as they walk in the door, it smiles on, it's it's all rah-rah. And not to say that that's not real because there's a large amount of that that is real. But in the same way, when your students come in, you put on a certain teacher face or, you know, apply that to whatever job you're in. You can't let that become your reality 
because that's not real. Being disingenuous like that, that bleeds into your soul if there's not a time and a place and people that you really reveal yourself to. But I'd really encourage you guys, find people in your life that you can be real with, that you can be genuine with, and that you see and talk to every week. Okay, it can't be, you know, that one friend from high school or college or whoever else that you see three times a year that you're just super, super real with. Those relationships are incredible, but five, six days a year, that's not enough. You've got to have people in your life that you're real with all the time. Kind of kind of bring this to a close. Uh, I just want to encourage you to like the episode if you did indeed like it. Please comment, positive and negative, both are appreciated. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about some of my crazy goals. I'm going to try and do a little bit better job of being less hidden about some of the things I'm trying to accomplish in my life. I'm at the one year anniversary of this podcast. My goal is to have 10,000 monthly listeners. And that's so crazy, I realize. And it's something that I don't want to share uh, just because it sounds so insane. Um, And if it sounds crazy, think about this. Joe Rogan, and I'm not saying I'm the next Joe Rogan because I'm not, but Joe Rogan has five to ten times as many viewers for his three-hour-long podcast every single month as huge, huge media outlets like CNN, like Fox, like MSNBC, like all those other things. So if your goal isn't a little bit crazy, then I kind of wonder what's the point of trying to accomplish it. One thing I heard back whenever I was going through college track was that lesser men have accomplished more than this. And that's not taking a shot at anybody in particular, because in a lot of situations, athletically, I was the lesser man, but I truly know and believe that I accomplished more than some people who were more gifted than me. And the fact of the matter is that giftedness without accomplishment is kind of a waste. And so I'm going out here and I'm chasing this dream and I'm being really vulnerable. And if I don't succeed, that's okay, because I'm going to know that I took a shot and that I gave it my best shot. But I think a lot of you, and I know that I was the same way and am the same way still, you have these dreams that you're never going to take a shot for, right? You're too nervous to take it. And in the world of sports, that makes sense because you have a limited amount of shots. The games are a limited amount of time. But in the game of life, no one cares. No one cares if you miss your shot because it's only the made shots that matter. And it's not like you have a certain amount of possessions. So get out there, take that shot. And then I would like to finish by reading you one of my favorite poems. It is by Rudyard Kipling. The poem is If. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowances for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, Don't give way to hating, and yet, don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disorder and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginning and never breathe a word about your loss, 
if you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone. And so hold on when there is nothing in except the will which says to them, Hold on, if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Thank you for listening.